Yo, what's good, everybody? I know there's no countdown. There's no there's no countdown. Nope. There's no no video. You can't see my beautiful face. Nope. But we're still here. We're still here. It's your boy, Chris, a.k.a. SSJ Blackrod, a.k.a. Mr. Muckluck, a.k.a. The Great One, even without a video cam, even without seeing my face. You can't I hope I hope you guys can feel the hype on the stream. On the stream, on the podcast, wherever you're listening, I hope you can feel it. Are you feeling those vibes? I hope you're feeling those vibes. You know who else is feeling those vibes? We got James. James to the green. He's feeling the vibes. How you doing, man? What's going on? Vibing out, bro. This is going to be a good time. I'm excited. I'm about. Nice. Ready. Yes. That's what I love to hear. I love to hear. You, you love to see it. Well, they can't see it. You love to hear it. How about that? <laughs> We're in photo mode today. We're just gonna relax, more more uh, stripped back stream, if you will. Exactly, exactly. We also got Rod, my man. How you doing? Uh, great, great. You know what? It's 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 awesome that you know I can absolutely right. You you can feel the hype even more so that I can't see you. Then you know it's it's really weird. It's like the hype is just radiated. The essence of it has just radiated completely. Yes. Um, yes. But it's great though. This is always the best time of the week. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know what? I was let's let, let's let me be a little candid. I'm gonna be a little candid here on stream. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, today was a rough day, and honestly, was it was a long day, and a part of me was like, hmm. I'm not really feeling like streaming. I'm not really feeling like podcasting tonight. I'm. I feel like just climbing into bed, and like putting t- putting my 25 pound weighted blanket over my head. That's what it felt like. But I was like, no, I can't do that. The people want to hear us. The people want to. Well, they can't see us, but they can hear us. Um, I. You know, you gotta separate your life from like other things, and like this is one of one of those things that I can come into. I can like completely like close the door. Everything that happened that day, I could it just it sort of just washes away. And how long we've been streaming? We've been streaming not even like three minutes, and I already feel like I'm in a good place. I'm at home. I'm with the boys. Cause you are. You know, also shout shout out to Subject T. She's here too. Um, but you know, I feel like I'm in a good place. I already I'm already glad that I wasn't like, nah, I can't podcast tonight. Like, I'm already yo, as as uh as Shulk would say, I'm fe- I'm really feeling it. That's what he says, oh right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Subject T right now is just so happy with you, she's just overjoyed. <laughs> So I'm really feeling it. I'm ready to talk about some video games. Um, before we even jump into that, another another quick side note, uh, y'all, go vote. Still, still some time. Yes, yeah. yes. There's Very still some time. Um, I voted. I caught up. I found, like I said, I finally went ahead and did it. There he is. Voted. Um, listen, guys, what you could do is type in on Google local polling stations. If you're in a big enough county in your state. Uh, you should have multiple polling stations. Um, so if you're you know lucky like I am, just go to one of those um, other polling stations. And I think it was literally not even 10 minutes. In and mm. out. 
in and out Lucky good to go bro. yeah so um you could yeah just 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 look at different polling stations don't go to any crowded ones uh but even even if you have to go to a crowded one it's honestly not even that bad you know what you could do you know what you could do you can pull up an episode of should i play that there you go that and listen to it yes, and listen to listen to should i play that or or pull into um not pull into uh listen to that's unfortunate the other podcast that i produce there it is there double shame double shameless plug um <laughs> Subject to those of Chris while you wait. <laughs> exactly. You <got> it. <laughs> there you. it is. We are ready for you. <laughs> I don't know. We might be having some sound issues. Subject saying that did we lose Chris? Can you, you guys can hear me, all right? Oh, you, yeah, you sound oh, yeah. Okay. Coming through fine. It all might right. be that snow subject. It might be that yeah. snow. <laughs> might be that McDonald's internet. One of the two. <laughs> Chris is letting it go today. That's that cold. <laughs> I didn't need that. So so like I said, go vote. Um, and you know, I think this is going to be a good year. There's already like a lot of places and not, not to get too political on the gaming podcast, but it's, it's just good. It's just interesting to see that a lot of like Republicans are like getting ready to lose their office. Like I've seen a report about that. So it's, yeah, it's, hey, look, it's hey, good. It's good. Hey man, if you, you already know what it is. Fuck, fuck that. Like you know, politics is life. Like this is this is what it's all about. It is ultimately more important than like yes. than anything that we're doing right now. So it is it is more it is more important yeah. than Snoop Dogg getting an Xbox One fridge. It is more important than that. <laughs> Wait, did he really? Yes, he did. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Where do yeah. I buy one? That's funny. Uh, you can actually you can actually you can actually enter in for one. They're giving one away. Well, okay, I'm gonna work with that. It's probably to Taco Bell, isn't it? It's always through Taco Bell. <laughs> it's probably yeah. Yeah. So, you know, let's go ahead and jump into the uh, jump into the video games. Um, or even before then, you guys, anything y'all want to bring up before we jump into the games? I think it's just game time, Chris. Oh, it's just game. Oh, oh shit! All right. Yeah, yeah, so. So, y'all, you already know what it is. You know the vibes. James, what you been playing? So, I have not been playing a lot, but I have been playing something that is quite new and quite hot at the moment. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity Demo Edition. So, this just dropped at the time it's recording today, this afternoon. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is some, one of some of the best games I've played all year. Um, so, for those of y'all who are unfamiliar... Hyrule Warriors is a Musou game. So games like Dynasty Warriors or um, almost at Age of Empires. What's the other one? Wipe the um, shit. It's Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors. Um, yeah. Uh, they had, I was going to say, did they have Transformers Warriors? They literally yeah, they had like had, everything. <laughs> Wait, what's, what's that? Like Transformers, Gundam. Gundam. Gundam, yeah. 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 Basically, whatever franchise you think needs a beat em up, you can just throw a Musou name on it and it works. Yeah, but um, what separates Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity from the other ones for me is just the attention to detail in the property. Um, so the game map is basically the same map as in Breath of the Wild. I think it's like one for one. Um, I've, all the status effects that are applied in the game carry over into this game. I've chopped down trees on accident. I've blown myself up on accident. I've already had like weird moments of invention with using my Sheikah Slate abilities. 
So if you've played Breath of the Wild, um, you're already at a head start in this game because you understand how the mechanics already work. Yo, he just he just shield surfed. God damn, yeah. this is already yeah, good. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so I'm sold already. This game just takes the combat of Breath of the Wild and elevates it to ridiculous heights and adds in abilities to characters that you've wanted to see in action that you made during the original game, and you get to see it here. So, for example, uh, you play as Link, you get to play as Impa, the younger version, and she is Shadow Clone Jutsu personified. <laughs> it's so clean. Um, she'll be she'll hop around. She summons runes. She absorbs the runes. Develops shadow clones. Then she can leap into the air and throw exploding kunai. And then the clones throw kunai, and they all paraglide together. It's just like it's just this ballet of destruction, and it's so much fun. Mm. I love her as a character hmm. now, like more now than I did as the in the game. Hmm. Um, and if you play the original Hyrule Warriors on the uh, was it the Wii? The Wii U and the Nuggets on the Switch as well. Uh, you know how they can really delve into the movesets, into the lore of these characters. So in this version, for instance, Zelda is not a fighter by any means. So she uses the slate strictly for her attacks. So you see mm. her whip out things like stasis and then pop up a pillar of Cryonis to hold an enemy in place. And then she'll throw out a remote bomb. And that's just the basic combo. And that's creative. Yeah, that's the one thing I love about this game. The creativity on display with the combat is impressive. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I have a question for you. Um, so as someone who typically doesn't really... Not that I don't like Musou games, but like I tend to get bored of them extremely quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. They see, they tend to feel pretty samey to me, and I, I don't really play the, like a lot of them and, and walk away like very satisfied with the experience. Like, How does... And you kind of you kind of stated that Hyrule Warriors is more about like the franchise behind it, um, and and kind of how it incorporates the abilities <clears throat> into this like Musou style. So, are there any other ways that maybe somebody like me, um, who isn't necessarily into the genre, like how, would it pull someone like me over in any way? Like, what does it do that could do that? I feel like the combat is fun enough on its own that. It may not carry you for the entirety of like wanting the 100 percent this game but mm -hmm. the story is there this is the prequel to the original game and, and that so oh 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 we is that the whole reason that they didn't put that in the original game all the story that i've been crying about for the last how long has this game been out two years two three years is this what this yeah. is am i finally getting the backstory that i've been wanting since i first played breath of the wild Honestly, yeah. It explains why Link can use the slate within the first maybe two missions or so. Um, you get to really see how Hyrule was operating before the Calamity happened. Um, I think it does. It It fills in all the gaps. There's a fun little um, R2-D2 BB-8 little droid, but it's a guardian. It's just like fun little stuff like that. I think this will. This will fill in those gaps. Hmm. Okay. It sounds cool. Like it, it honestly sounds like something I would I would give a shot, especially since you know you're you're giving a glowing review on it. Um, I'll definitely at least try this out. Yeah, the demo is available on the eShop right now. Like I said, um, and the save data will carry over into the main game if you decide to pick it up, so you won't be wasting your time here. So this is really just an honest to god shot of the game that you'll be getting. Uh, right. I'm guessing every everything is not 
perfect. I've had some weird like collision issues, but I'm sure that'll be ironed out in time. But I think this game has just been so lovingly crafted. This this feels like the Breath of the Wild team decided to make a Musa. Hmm. And, and that sounds cool. I mean, that world is it's pretty neat already. Like I like mm -hmm. it a lot. Uh, Chris, you made it sound like you you really loved that world. I didn't even know you loved it that much. Um, but it, yeah, I, I would like to see more adventures in that. And it's cool that it isn't just like I mean, we're getting a Breath of the Wild too, so we'll see a continuation of that story eventually. But like, it's cool that they're deciding to explore it in a different way. That's like not traditionally what you would think you know would be a part of um, the Breath of the Wild canon, I suppose. Now I'm hoping I'm hoping what happened was someone claim, I uh, was watching the podcast, listening to the podcast. They went ahead mm -hmm. and just they clipped me complaining that the Breath of the Wild didn't have any backstory and it made no sense of like why you were doing what you were doing. So that's that's my head canon. That's what's that's what I'm gonna believe and tell myself. You know okay, what? that is fine as long as you pick up the game. Mm. <laughs> I really think you'd enjoy it. I, like I think I would give this one a shot. If you if you've ever had an inkling to play a Muso, this is this is one that you should pick up because I feel like they've learned from the last game, uh, which is always a great thing to see. And they're just trying to improve the uh, the formula. And so far, they're nailing it. I'll I guess I I we're, we're probably gonna get this before we get Persona Scramble. So no, I totally forgot that was a game that I can play. I want that, but I forgot that does exist. Hmm. Mm. Maybe yeah, next the year. Localization, maybe. The localization is not being acknowledged at all by Atlas. Uh, that was a report that just came out this week, actually. Oh, I missed that one. But didn't they do like a mm. survey about if you wanted something from us, what would it be? And Scramble was on the list, was it not? Yeah, it was. It definitely was. So <laughs> who knows what's going on with that thing? That was why you got to be like this. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, hmm. that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. I haven't had a lot of time for games. I'm glad I found this one I did today. <laughs> but mm -hmm. yeah, that's it for me. Uh, Roddy, all what right. about you, man? Excellent. Yeah, so my week has kind of been similar to yours in that, you know, I haven't gotten to play a lot of, of things, but but... I've kind of dabbled in a few and I want to talk about one thing kind of at length and the other things I want to talk about just kind of in rapid fire, if you guys don't mind. Uh, so first thing I want to mention is give a quick shout out to uh, Warzone, the Call of Duty Warzone. They have a holiday event that is going on until November 2nd or 3rd that I actually think is done really, really well. It's called the or uh, Verdansk is the the Warzone map that that uh, you play on in that game, and you know Warzone I already think is a very good mode. Just it's a good battle royale. It's a good one of those. But they have incorporated some like spooky things in there. So every time you open a, a chest or a loot box or whatever, like in the actual world itself, um, you get a potential jump scare, which is really funny. Um, and all of the locales. So the whole place also is like is basically at night so the normal map it takes place during the day but they have enshrouded it in in darkness for this event and it looks really really cool i honestly wish that they would just kind of make the night version part of the rotation it's it's really it, it changes the game because it makes you use things like thermal scopes um and uh the normal th night vision things that you normally 
aren't able to use with such efficiency in the main battle royale you actually can here which is really really cool um so just wanted to quickly shout out that that's really nice um another thing i wanted to shout out too was uh that i played uh, i've been playing danganronpa v3 uh and i don't have i will talk about that next week but i just wanted to kind of put a pin on it and say that i've been playing a lot of it and it is it's a crazy ass game that i look forward to talking about in depth next week as much as i can because it's actually kind of hard to talk about it without spoiling it um but if you have never played any of these games that is this is the one to play so if you've seen the series before and you're like eh, i don't know i don't want to play any of the other games fuck that just play the third one you don't need to play any of the, the first two at all they have practically nothing to do with what's going on here uh, it's very good so quick shout out on that and a third game i've kind of dabbled in a little bit was that kingdom hearts game the the rhythm game uh mm. i don't know why I have no idea why I did this, but I downloaded it, and uh, <laughs> I do like the the music. Uh, I think Yoko Shinomura, I believe, does the music for that series, um, and she's great. And I was like, let me give this a shot. And I love rhythm games as well, as you guys know. That's one of my favorite genres. Uh, and it is a rhythm game. It's it's the characters, Sora, Donald, Goofy. They are running along like this this endless road and as enemies approach you you have to do things to the beat you can hit them or like jump in the air and kind of like like you have to perform an action to the specific beat of whatever the song is i found it to be you know fairly standard but the music is also great in this series that's like one of the things that is completely consistent from game to game is the quality of the the songs so if you are a kingdom hearts like fan uh, at all if you really love the music of that series it's probably worth checking out uh it seemed pretty cool and as far as the game i kind of want to talk about at length was uh was hades and i haven't talked about this game much i've been having audio problems when you two have talked about it so i haven't had a chance to like talk or speak with you live about you know your personal experiences with the game uh but from what i gather they're really positive um, and that couldn't make me happier. And it just, I wanted to bring this up because I still haven't escaped yet. <laughs> and I want to, like, I'm, I'm really trying. I'm on like attempt 22, 21 or 22 or something. And I, I just don't have an escape under my belt. And it really bothers me. I'm at like 25 hours at this point, 25, maybe 30 hours. Uh, and I just can't beat it, but it, it's so much fun. It almost doesn't matter yeah like it's 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 so good have you guys gotten an escape yet nope i have been ridiculously close ridiculous yeah so that was me i had a run uh to to be vague i had a run at the very end what i knew was the very end of the the last person you you fight and uh i got that person to half health and uh died shamelessly used like two or three death defiance uh and died miserably and that was a huge bummer and i was using the shield i think on that one mm -hmm. um which with an amazing boon that just kind of crit everything um mm. on on the bull rush which is your your charge special and mm. just major major kudos to this game for being fresh after that long uh and and, have, and in a roguelike, 
no less. A game where you have to, it's built for you to consistently run over and over and over again. Uh, I don't have, I think I may have texted you guys this, but like, I haven't had any repeating dialogue yet. Like, outside of a couple instances where you might open a chest or something like that, uh, where where Hades may say like, you know, the wretches, get them, or something like that. Like, right. I, outside, outside of one of those triggers, nothing is repeated, which is insane to me. I've played this for almost 30 hours at this point. That's craziness. Um, so the variety in this game is just astounding. Uh, the fact that I haven't gotten bored is also astounding. Um, and death never feels frustrating to me. I've been disheartened because I've lost at obvious points or maybe like, ah, man, I should have had it, but it's always my fault. It's always something that I didn't do or I didn't, I haven't learned yet. And maybe I did something foolish to get myself killed. So it always feels like it comes back on me. Um, and that's, that's the part of like death as a learning mechanic that I keep coming back to and it makes the game attractive like over and over and over again um i just am in total love with this game and yeah i i I think it's worth continually bringing up and i would be shocked if this isn't on our game of the year list somewhere or at least high high up there like it's it just feels so perfect Mm, i think it's honorable mention Oh, stop it. <laughs> you, you stop it. You, you stop that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't even play like that. No, Hades oh. is on the list. Spoiler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're making it, you're making it, you're making it, you're making it sound like it's not going to be on the list. I mean, I'm just, you, I'm you, just, I'm you sent me, you set me up to say that. <laughs> I, all I do, all I know is that come game of the year time, I'm gonna be brandishing my knife for you know it's gonna have Hades written on it, and I, and it's just I'm I might be gunning for that one. Like it's just I don't know if anything else right now. And I played a, some good, a few good games right now that I feel like are are pretty nice, but Hades is just something I keep coming back to, uh, and I don't think I've done that for anything else, maybe outside of Animal Crossing. But I'm not even I'm not playing Animal Crossing consistently like that anymore. Not even Animal uh, Crossing for me. Mm-mm. yeah like like animal crossing was that for maybe the first few months um mm-hmm. but and i'll probably go back and check on it you know sparingly but it's not like like hades is something it's like okay i'm about to go to bed let me just do my run real quick let's just see how far i get um and no matter if you're trying to go for like an escape attempt run or like a farming run it's still really fun because it's like even when you're farming for materials you know you're going to get something you're going to be rewarded with uh, something to upgrade at your hub or you're going to be rewarded with new dialogue or something the game always gives you little nuggets of um like of something to latch onto mm-hmm. and that i just don't think that i feel like people like people are experiencing that but perhaps just not like maybe not realizing in their heads that they're being fed that little bit of satisfaction every single time and that's what's keeping them coming back and i think it's it's brilliant utterly brilliant so that was my hades rant really love the game uh yeah that's it for me um unless you guys have anything to add to that play hades (laughs) (laughs) if if there was a recommendation for should you play yes why aren't you playing it now exactly yeah okay you're listening to us, but you know, download yeah, it while you're listening. <laughs> something, 
it's good. A, a couple of, now it's good. A couple of people that listen to the show have come out and said that they've went and bought this game because of us, because uh, of our high praise Ooh. for it. So, you know, people Mission out here, people out there listening, people out there like you know enjoying our recommendations. Gotta love it. Gotta love gotta it. Love it. But that is uh that's it for me. Chris, have you been playing anything this week? I know you said you were you've been pretty busy. I have been. I've been pretty busy. But there is a game that I do want to bring up because I did play it and I've been itching to play it ever since. I'm itching to play this game uh all week, but I haven't had a chance to. You know, uh life keeps keeps going, you know, me being busy. Um and you know what? I I could play it if I really wanted to, or like after I finish stuff when I get home. But mental health, y'all, mental health, getting getting sleep, um, that stuff's important. That's really important. Like I think I could have played it last night, but I got home and I was like, "Yo, this bed feels really good." Went and grabbed my weighted blanket. I was like, "Yo, this feels really really good." Turned on the fan. This feels amazing. And then just 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 put on some Spotify and I found out that it's like if you type in on repeat, it'll play like your most like repeated songs. So oh, like I'm so so I'm I'm just vibing. I'm just I was just vibing and like instantly fell asleep. So you know you know how I say that if if there's a game that during your day to day you're still thinking about that game has like a special place in your heart because you could you could right. you could pick up games and you could play it but you don't have that itch to like in the middle of the days just say like fuck it i'm just gonna go home and play this game not saying that i have that itch i'm just gonna like just throw away my responsibilities but you know if i had the choice of like <laughs> doing that i might do that but you know you gotta be responsible you gotta go you gotta you gotta, you gotta go through your work day you gotta go through your school you gotta do what you gotta do but um, this game is a VR game, <laughs> of course, mm. and it's from a franchise that I honestly overlooked. One, because it's to me, it's overhyped, and two, I'm just sick of zombies. Just completely sick of it. Like, ooh, I know what you're about to say. Completely sick of it. But mm. something told me, yo, Chris, that, that impulse voice hopped up on my shoulder. It was like, yo, Chris, go buy a video game. Just do it. Just buy something. Buy something new. Buy some. Buy something that. J- just buy something. First thing you see, first thing I see, is Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners, which mm. surprisingly, I've been curious about this. Surprisingly, not a lot. Of, not a lot of people have been talking about this game, but uh, y'all are missing out. Like this is a uh, once again on a uh, v- it's a VR game. And you're put into the Walking Dead world. So what's cool about this game is that it's like the thing about VR games is that like it has to like to me, it has to sort of pull you into reality. So this game does so much to sort of give you that feeling that you're trapped in this world, which is like a, a game has to be immersive for me to like really 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 rant about it and for me to really really want to play it and with saints and sinners it does so much to do that between um 
let's say you have a zombie in your face and you have a a knife you know uh what do you what do zombies zombie movies and games tell you to do go for the head right so what i love about this game is that when you go when you the satisfaction of taking a knife taking taking an axe taking a melee weapon and like stabbing it into a zombie's head and like having to like yank it out and pull it out you feel all of that um let's say you you you're you're approached by a zombie and you you swipe too quickly or your 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 stab isn't like direct enough your stab can like bounce off their skull it'll, it'll like cut them you'll see cuts but like it, it won't if it's not like a direct like powerful like lunge it won't do anything y'all think about this realistically when we watch these zombie games watch these or uh, watch play these zombie games play these uh watch these zombie movies they make killing zombies look completely easy right. this is this was once a human being it's not supposed to be easy you're not supposed to just be you're not superhuman you're not supposed to just be able to like run up to someone and just stab them no you have to put effort behind it and this game gives you that like feeling of having to like put effort into stabbing somebody um so just off of that like the the immersion in that is crazy um this is another and like something that i was worried about picking up this game was all right this is another zombie game this is gonna be another linear corridor shooter uh corridor survivor game Mm -hmm. it's not it is like a day-to-day like you're you're trying to survive it's like a, a it's a survival game so when you're like in the environment you're scrounging around for weapons you're scrounging around for just random junk and when you find random junk you could go back to your base and salvage that junk to make like weapons make um ammo make uh more up like upgrades to like your base this this game is a true survival game in vr and it's it's intense so yeah uh, that that's 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 just like the game on paper uh there's still so much that more that it does there's a balance of like um there's a time system so there's a day and night cycle while you're playing time is moving forward and you run the risk of you know staying out in the open and it once it becomes nighttime you know the the zombies are more aggressive there's more zombies um but at the same time if you go back to your base and go to sleep and go into the next day your your supplies dwindle and more zombies show up Mm. so you like at the beginning of the game you may see a couple zombies whenever you're having like zombie encounters like it's usually like you versus like one or two um the more you play the further along you get that turns into like hordes of zombies so you have to find that balance of like all right i have to do this that and the third on this day like i have to get so many weapons so much gear i i have to do this and i sort of have to risk going back out at night so i could get as much as i can to go into the next day so one of the things i've heard about this game that is pretty major is that like apparently there are a lot of narrative uh decisions that you can make yes 
like that influenced the story. So it's not just like, like you said, not just a linear experience, but you're going down a particular path and you are uh, attempting to, like you can make choices that affect significantly things down the road, right? So I'm not even that deep into the game. Like it, it, it says like, um, and I don't know if this is like an Easter egg, but uh, when you start the game, um, towards the end of the tutorial, uh, you see a like a tutorial person is like, all right, you finish the tutorial. Like an actual person like pops out from a door, and it's like, all right, you finish the tutorial. Um, like hold this button to jump into the main game or whatever. But okay. being the fuck, but being the fucked up person that I am, I'm like, hey, yo, you just gave me a gun. Can I shoot him? Like, what's <laughs> what happens if I shoot him? Of course. So I shoot him. He dies. I'm like, oh shit! I just shot the tutorial person. Another guy pops out, says the same exact thing. So I was like, oh, okay. So there, there must be like no, like, you know, uh, there must be like no repercussion for doing this. So I shoot him and then another person comes out. I shoot them. But then at that point it's like t- t- the tutorial guide will remember this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just messed up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so um but yeah um this game does have like uh when you're talking to uh certain individuals you can you know you have a, this, you, like you can say this thing or say another thing so i haven't seen the direct um any direct correlations for my choices yet because i'm still pretty early on um right i'm still trying to I don't know. I'm still trying to like, not even saying getting a grasp, but like I'm still trying to like, you know, when you're playing a survival game, you're trying like you're trying to like amass amounts of just like gear. You're trying to mm-hmm. salvage as much as you can. So that's how I play my survival games. Like I'll start off a survival game and I'm literally just uh, I'm looting. I'm looting everything. And this game, you know, your backpack only holds so like so much space. So I I literally have to like pick and choose what I'm what I'm trying to go during what I'm trying to get during each run. That's really cool okay. though, that it forces you to make those kind of choices. Yeah. So you actually start planning your runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It like, sounds like the game's trying to give you something more or beyond like just a visceral, oh, you have zombies in VR. Like it actually seems like it's more. No, it's so much more. So like and that was the thing that I Going into this, I was like, mm, another zombie experience. Like, I, I really, I'm like, sort of like, I'm, I like, like that experience is sort of washed to me at this point. But this game is so immersive that you know, I, I don't feel that way. Like, I'm, I, I'm honestly probably gonna play a little bit of the game um, after this podcast because, because I'm just talking nice. about it. I've been, okay. I've had my eye on. Oh, go ahead, James. So I have this question. Given your experience with VR and horror games in general, because I remember you said you played all of RE7, mm-hmm. way, right? Which one do you feel gives you that sense of, like, you're there more? Like, this is what you have to do to survive. So those those two games are, like, it, in my opinion, they're two different type of games. Um, our, like, RE7 is still more of, like, an action game. So... I, and at the same time, I put more time into RE7 than I did in this so far. Because, uh, like, right now, I'm at that point where if, like, three or four zombies are, like, attacking me, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, I've had a moment where I'm using a, uh, I'm using a, like a revolver and I'm out of ammo. So, like, I'm trying to, like, you literally have to take each bullet and put it into the, into the chamber and then flick the gun over to, like, start shooting again. So, there's been a moment, there's been a moment where, like, I'm, like, backing myself into a corner trying to do this and more zombies are showing up and, like, I essentially dropped my gun out of fear because i was messing up and like i'm like looking around like yo like where's like my my melee weapon i grab it and like i i stab one of them back up then realize that because this game has durability on your weapons realize that my melee weapon is turning red so mm-hmm. yeah start panicking um there's also stamina in this game so uh what i do is like i'll like you could grab zombies so i'll grab them by the like the head and then stab them uh, but all that takes stamina. Uh, backing up, running away, all that takes stamina. So, yeah. Like, there's a difference between, like, fear from stuff, like, situations like that. But then there's also fear of situations of being in bumfuck nowhere and having rednecks come after you. That's true fear. Uh, <laughs> so if you're asking which is scarier, yeah, Resident Evil 7 still got me right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this game has also been uh, the subject of a lot of, I would say, uh, anticipation, but also reticence. So when people say, you know, similar to Onward, like people didn't think that this would be something that would come to Quest, that not mm-hmm. natively anyway. Um, and so I'm kind of curious, like when I think of zombies and in vr i think of arizona sunshine and i think of the quest version of that which isn't all that impressive really um you know i assume that saints and sinners is not that experience like the fidelity the graphical fidelity is higher or better like does it feel like you're playing a uh, lesser port of like a pc vr game or so so when you play so honestly at this point when you play anything on the quest um you're gonna get that experience because you're essentially playing these games on a mobile phone right um so like going into these games you know it's not going to be like the best graphically but you know like i said like the immersion's still there so okay. you sort of you you definitely overlook the visual fidelity to like how the game actually feels and how like you your moment to moment of the game so you know i i you know I picked up the Quest 2. So, of course, the Quest 2 has, like, a couple of, like, improvements. Um, there's, like, Blood Splatter. There's, like, uh, just different things that the Quest 2 is able to do over the Quest 1. But, of course, like, you know, I think once, you know, once PC parts are are, are easier to find, because I'm trying to get, like, a, 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 a 3000 series um, graphics mm. card, once, you know, once I'm able to, like, build a PC off of that, that's when I'm really going to be looking at like graphics and everything like that. Like I'm not looking at graphics on my quest. Like I'm just, I'm really looking okay. for the immersion. I'm looking for um, just the overall, just presentation. Oh, just presentation. Just like how you, how, like your, your experience in the world. So yeah, um, that's, that's, that's where I'm at with this game. Like I said, uh, it's, it's fun. It's different. It's, it's really immersive. Um, like, I, I, I really enjoy it. Like, I think not a lot. A lot of people sort of overlooked it as well. I think the game is twenty nine ninety nine on the Quest. Uh, so that's it's up there for Quest games. I think right now, um, I think the most I've seen for a Quest game is maybe fifty dollars. 
So 30 isn't yeah. 30 isn't all too bad. Mm-hmm. But for $30 for what I've played, this is actually pretty good. And nice. from what I'm hearing, I'm playing the game the right way. I'm not like trying to rush through the story. I'm trying to take everything in. And I think I'm going to get a lot out of this game. I think I'm, I've heard maybe like a 10-hour, 13-hour playthrough. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, for a, which for a quest game, for a VR game, is actually really good. Yeah. You're not, you're not trying to play like a, a VR game for like 50 hours. Right, exactly. Mm, very good point. Yeah, so... Uh, I'll definitely like bring this up some more. I'll bring up more of the story, but I think it's gonna be more or less of the same. Like I, uh, like I guess next time I talk about this game, I'll I'll sort of go into the decisions I've made. But so far, the decisions I've made was to kill zombies. Um, I think I came across a faction so far that actually I came across two factions fighting each other. So I sort of sat in a corner and let them fight it out and then killed them. So. Um, yeah, I just want to see where this game goes, where it takes it. Nice. Yeah, I figured you would either talk about this or Population 1. Th- those were two oh, releases. Oh, shit. I got to talk about that, too. Hold on. Let me pull up another window. Oh, <laughs> hey. damn. I played the. I played a little bit of this, too. Um, population 1? So yeah, I'm not familiar with this one. All right, so Population 1 is VR's version of Fortnite. so it's it's a it's a battle royale that um essentially like you're 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 in vr you're in vr playing this all right there we go i got it up on the screen bam all right so population one thanks for reminding me about that because i did play a little bit of this uh population one um to me is your go-to vr battle royale experience like hands down you have it's if you've played a battle royale you already know what you're getting yourself into. So you, um, instead of dropping off on a bus like Fortnite, you drop off of like a really tall building and uh, you're able to sort of like, you can either glide straight off or you take like these little pods that will like, you know, propel yourself across the map. The biggest difference between this and other battle royales is that you can actually climb environments so when you need to like climb build, if you need to get to like a higher vantage point um, or anything like that, like this game is extremely vertical. You could, and they're showing it right now on the screen. Uh, you could actually like just walk up to a wall and just, you know, start climbing it. The, the difference though, is that to do this, uh, you can't have any weapons on you. They're not on you, but in your hands. You can only oh, climb okay. when your hands are free. Um, another thing is that you can like uh paraglide so whenever you're like free falling you put your arms out wide and you can start gliding so there's that there's um which is sort of out of place but i guess they wanted to i guess they sort of wanted to pull this in fortnite you could get resources and build walls and that's pretty much the extent of it it's not like you don't have it's like okay. no it's not like wood or steel or anything like that no you just find resources in the wild and you um you could like just build walls and stuff like that so uh there's that and then there's i mean this is also in vr so when you have like a gun on you like you actually have to reload it you actually have to like you know put the clip in you have to um like uh, pull like the chamber and everything and mm-hmm. you have to do you have to do all of this in vr so it adds that extra layer 
when you're in a gunfight. Yeah, That's definitely onward insane. style. Yeah, it's onward. It's still, but it's still arcade. It's still a little bit more arcade it's than okay. onward. Yeah, so it's not like as deep as onward. But I like that they still have like you know you still have to go through the motions. Okay, so you know how to fire a light machine gun in this game. I have so I haven't found a light machine gun. Luckily, <laughs> there's no light machine guns. Um, so <laughs> um, no, that hasn't happened. But um, you know, in this game, you can. Uh, they're showing right now. You can like recharge. Or no, you can. You can revive your teammates. So you know, my my first game, we actually won, which was, which was a really good experience. Um, hmm. So when you when you die, uh, you like the the ghost of your teammates, I guess, could follow you, and you can sort of like charge up and then like bring them back to life. How's the flight in this game? Is it like what's the sensation like? Because it, I imagine that can get some easily. I have my VR legs, so. Like the the flight is just it's literally just me like just like I said just putting your arms out and there you go you're sort of just uh you're sort of just gliding it's nothing like I I don't feel like motion sickness or anything like that so okay yeah okay yeah this this seems like a cool idea honestly like I'm curious how this works in VR uh, Fortnite in VR sounds like an interesting idea. Oh, all right. And subject T in the chat asked if I uh, did I play Last Campfire yet? I have I downloaded it to play it just so I could talk about it, but I've been too busy. I downloaded that and I downloaded another game. Oh no, I downloaded uh, Last Campfire and I downloaded uh, what's it called Stardew Valley because it was like four bucks. Oh, okay, on iOS. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, next version. But def- but but definitely next week. I'm going to be talking about Last Campfire because I know Subject uh, enjoyed the game and I want to talk about it. Uh, you know, she, she gave some really good, she gave a really good recommendation about it. So I definitely want to check that out. And once again, shout out to Apple Arcade because uh, if it wasn't on Apple Arcade, I probably wouldn't be so like pressed to actually play it. Like it would be something yeah. that I would play eventually, but it comes with the service. So I might as well. All right. Might as well. Yeah. So it's um yeah that's pretty much what I got for this week. Uh, nice. VR, it's a good VR. List. It's a good list. Yeah, VR experiences. I think that's what the rest of my year is gonna look like because uh, everything seems to be getting pushed back. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have these uh, five hundred dollar boxes and not much to play on them. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't say not much. I feel like this is plenty of time for us to digest November's release dates. Because there's been a there's a lot of stuff coming this week. Listen, all I know is I'm going to have these big-ass consoles on my desk. Yep. And I'm not going to be playing. Like, I'll be playing Spider-Man. I'll play Spider-Man for sure. Okay. Um, but then on my Xbox, um, yeah. I'll oh. buy you a copy of Demon's Souls to play with me, man. Come on. He Come will. on. You know right. I really will. will. <laughs> <I> really will. <laughs> he will. He will spread the gospel of Soulsborne until the day he dies. And then Chris is quiet. Beginning. <laughs> that, that, Chris is so quiet. This man will literally not play, even if he uh, he is offered a copy. That is crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> you, you know. You know what? You know what? You listen. Listen. No. 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 You. You do that. You listen. You do that, and we'll stream it. How about that? All right, I'll consider it. 
That sounds like it could be entertaining. <laughs> I'm down with this. Some good old-fashioned rage. I need it. <laughs> so, so you're not going to play Yakuza like a dragon, Chris? Yeah, I'm a little surprised about that, actually, because it's turn-based. Hmm. I'll, I'll probably pick it up the day it comes out. Mm-hmm. I'm, nope. I've already got it ordered. November 10th, just get here just already. Get here, right. Yeah. What Wait, what? Coming out? Watch Dogs comes out like tomorrow. Bah, yeah. How about coming soon? Yeah, all of that I'm getting next gen. Why the fuck would I play that current gen? Because you can do both. I'm good. Free upgrades, baby. I'm good. Whatever. I'm doing it. I'm, I just want two copies. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. Who cares? Then I can really see the difference. And I'll be able to appreciate my new box more. Mm, I, I, see, that's, that's, that's the glass half full approach. I appreciate yeah. that, James. Uh, that, that is definitely an approach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an approach. I like it. I don't know if you believe it, <laughs> but, but you'll take it. And that's fine with me. <laughs> I, respe- I, I, I respect it. I respect the hell out of it. I do. No, I like, no, I like the good. enthusiasm around it. You know, like, hey, I'm going to make the most of these boxes. I appreciate that. I mean, they're going to offer it to me. Might as well. Yeah. But here's, anyway. here's, here's the question. Are you, are you getting... I got, I'm guessing you'd be mostly playing the, your Xbox then because, you know, Sony hasn't really said too much about next-gen you know next gen upgrades. Right. The only thing I know is that I'm getting my Xbox. I'm still I'm still in received status with the, uh, the PlayStation, so I might not even have it. Mm. Yeah, honestly, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I might not even get the PS5 until God knows when, which is fine because I'll be playing Yakuza anyway, so I don't really mm-hmm. care. That's one um, game I'm not going to jump forward on, though. I am definitely buying the PS5 Spider-Man only. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. That, that's that little next-gen leap thing. Seems really I was I was actually talking... I was talking to someone about that on um, social media. So, like, Spider-Man, of course, that's next-gen. Like, that's that's 100% next-gen. Mm-hmm. Um, when, whenever... Whenever we get Cyberpunk... <laughs> That's going to be next gen because I honestly feel like the current gen versions are going to be really, really spotty. Uh, yeah, well, that's well, that's going to be in news. I'm sure we could talk about that momentarily. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Oh, well, <laughs> speaking about news, uh, first story Cyberpunk 2077 delayed till November 10th. Oh, no, ha, I'm sorry, not November, December 10th. <sighs> Yeah, Who where do we want to start with this? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, where do you guys want to start with this? I feel like this, this, we could go in so many different directions. We could, we could do that. If you want the glass half full, at least I have time for the other games now. That is the one thing I can say. I'll be able to enjoy something else a bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is definitely it, it. It paves the way for November for for some people out there, which is which is good. Um, November so, is typically super crowded. So I, I've had interesting conversations on social media about this. Um, mm-hmm. I had a shout out to my cousin. Um, we, I think I made a post, uh, like a joking post, about like that guy on Twitter who was like, "Hey, uh, CD Project Red, like I'm literally about to ask for that day off." Can you confirm that this game is coming off, uh, coming out on the nineteenth? They're like, "Yo, we super confirm it. It's super confirmed. It is coming out that day," and like literally, like nineteen not nineteen hours later, 
They're like, uh, yeah. So, uh, the game's getting delayed. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. pretty terrible. So, yeah. um, so, so the conversation was that this is CD Projekt Red. Like, this is what happened with The Witcher. Uh, the Witcher was was pushed back a couple times. Um, we then talked about like I was like, yo, but like, you know, they they they're working six six day weeks. They're you know being you know they're having crunch. And he was like, yeah, but the games come out really well. Like this is this is this is their oh, formula. Okay. Like this is their formula of putting out really good games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's start. Okay, we let's just let's let's start with that then. Um, so uh, James and I were talking before the show started about about a lot of the things that were going around about, about why like um, James, you actually do you want to start with um, with what you were hearing about like okay. what people were saying about like why this is acceptable, I guess. So from what I have heard around the internet, um, basically this the idea of the crunch had been brought up to the team at large and i have been told that it was something that they had come to a majority agreement upon that like we will take the extra day the extra like eight hour day um we'll put in the the work to make sure the game comes out as great as it can be and then they're also being fairly compensated for the overtime in addition to overtime pay i've heard that there is like a percentage payout of game sales that the, the devs will receive so it seemed it sounded like a much more fair type of crunch, if you will. You know? But yeah. Again, so that, that counteracted what I heard is the initial story, which I think you have a bit more um, insight on. Right, right. Um, so what Game Informer, this came out today around, I don't know, it was like midday at some point. Um, I'm not sure if you saw it, but they came out with a story uh, um, that said that the, the the developers, that means the boots on the ground, not necessarily like the leadership team, but the, the devs did not know about the delay until the day of. In fact, they found out when we did, when we all did, which is uh, crazy, uh, to say the least, um, but apparently it's because of a polish labor law where the leadership is and i'm going to quote the article here it says the leadership is not legally allowed to tell the whole team due to its size of over 1,000 employees without each individual signing a non-disclosure agreement to do so would be considered in terms of relations to stock equity and inside trading as leaked insider information um so that there is a legal reason why that didn't happen however i still feel like that's a super shitty thing uh for the developers i don't think crunch crunch is an inevitable an unfortunate inevitability of the industry that um should be reduced it shouldn't really happen it's typically a result of bad management um from from what a lot of developers have said and there are some out there who who do kind of defend it and say that like oh well we have to do it you know everyone technically crunches but we're also talking about a developer which pulls makes its employees pull 100 hour work weeks 100 hour work weeks um which is something that jason schreier himself has reported on in the last day or so of developers contacting him and telling him personally that they actually did do this. You have developers also on Reddit 
talking about all of the toxic work conditions that surround this game. So honestly, like I am not very hype about Cyberpunk right now. Um, part of that is because part of that is because I, I CD Projekt Red just hasn't made something that's like that has grabbed me personally like that. Um, Cyberpunk looked like it might be going in that direction, but honestly, with all of these labor disputes, um, all of the transphobic kind of language that's been going on with the company through its social media and even through a cer certain parts of, of the game um, have really kind of turned me off uh, largely to to this title, which is unfortunate because I do think that there could potentially be a, a good game there. Um, but it does represent like a, a problematic elements. And a lot of the gangs as well being like hardcore caricatures um like latinos uh gangs and like there's a um, certain uh, black characters in the game in the game who um i didn't love <laughs> to, to, to put it mildly um and maybe there's more context behind that within the actual game but from the snippets that i've seen just not pretty i'm just not super intrigued so i wanted to put lay that out there as well just to kind of like put some context into why I think there are so many issues with this game. Uh, and I think a lot of it does stem from, and not necessarily equating like the, the potentially racist transphobic stuff with like disgruntled devs. I'm not saying that particularly, uh, but it's just another issue to kind of add to the pile. Um, and in uh, a list of issues, I think this game has to overcome. And I think a one, another reason why we're not hearing a lot about this is because a lot of people are anticipating this game. This is going to be one of the biggest games to come out this year, and people want to play it. So I, I don't think that people are going to be willingly open to criticize it because they're anticipating it so much. Um, and I certainly think that that goes into what is happening behind the scenes with the developers, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. Does that make a little more sense as far as like the labor stuff goes? It, it, may, it makes sense. Um, you know, going into the game, like, am I expecting this game to, like, you know, blow my socks off? No. Um, I know this game is doing a lot to look good. Like, the game looks good. Um, but is it going to do anything revolutionary? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to see. Because I have like a hunch that this game may sort of just fall flat on the story. Like the game looks good. I want to see if it plays good. Um, which I mean, so far, like off of like the you know the Nightwire uh, videos that's been going out. Like the, the it, there's a lot of detail that's going into this game. Like I'm not gonna like put that down, but like I I don't know. I like I think just like you said there's a lot of pressure that's going on to this game right now. Um I guess essentially it's the I feel like it's the tenant of the gaming industry if that makes sense. Like this the is like tenant, the like how do you mean? I, like so you like know how tenant yeah like the movie the tenant was like tenant technically is like the the was the biggest movie that came out this year. So oh, okay, so like in terms of okay, Tenet was supposed to save the movie industry. It was supposed exactly. to exactly. Like, okay, yeah, I I got you. So um, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on CD Projekt Red for this game to just like do really well. Like the the game is gonna make numbers. Like we know that there's there's there's, yeah. there's a lot of buzz for this game. Like a, a lot of people are gonna pick it up. 
but how is it going to do how is it how is it going to do critically how is it going to do with you know the fan base that's what i want to know and that's like kind of the unfortunate thing is because like no matter what we say on here like it's going to all of these issues that i've listed out are probably going to fall by the wayside because people don't really care no, like, overall no, or maybe, they, maybe they no and, and no so it, no they don't they don't you said maybe no no they don't we're talking about the we're talking about the mass public right now no they don't they just want their video game they don't care they they don't care what came from the video game this game could have been made by like by like uh underage african children like blood diamond stuff people wouldn't care they wouldn't care they just want their video game yeah i mean and so I, I, it's still worth bringing up, and I don't want to say that and say like, well, I guess we might as well not talk about it because I think we sh- we still yeah, we should, should still, definitely we should no, and um, and that's and that's why I I love what we do. I love that we still want to bring that information out there. So like for people who want to know what goes behind, like what's put into these games, how these games are made, like you know, yeah. th- this information is out there. Like I just want to you know, that, I'm glad that we spread it. I'm glad that we take the time to do it, but at the same time, yeah. we still have to be realistic. Your your average, you know, Joe Schmo that like will see this commercial during the, the you know the the NFL playoffs or whatever. Uh, he he like yo, this game looks cool. It looks like Grand Theft Auto. I'm gonna pick it out. I'm gonna get it from my PS5 that just picked up and I have nothing to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and oh, subject subject brought up a really good point. It is crazy that with this delay, that the developers are getting death threats. Y'all, See? y'all, want their game. y'all, listen, it makes no sense that these, these people are making a, a fucking video game. This is entertainment. Why are you sending death threats? Why are you sending, why are you sending death threats when we have a, not saying, just before I say this, <laughs> not saying that we should shift that towards a certain president. But we have presidents out here that are saying wild stuff. We have these, you know, other companies doing wild things. Why is it that a company of people that are making a video game and entertainment getting death threats? Because it's not out, yeah. Chris. Hurry it up. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's really sad, but that's pretty much all it is yeah it's really unfortunate too like that's that's <laughs> shitty there There's no, there, no there were there are people dying kim if you get that yeah. reference <laughs> i don't but i'm sure i will after the show <laughs> 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 um yeah, I mean, it's that's shitty. Uh, there's no real way to, around that. Um, I, I do find it interesting that that people don't have like that same energy for like calling out CDPR stuff outside of these wackos sending them death threats. Like, stop that. But um, I, at the like fan base at large, I feel like don't treat CDPR with the same fervor as like Ubisoft or EA. Despite, I feel like in the last two year or two. They've demonstrated, you know, a lot of things that are troubling and problematic, like that would be considered just normal behavior at those other companies. And I'm very curious, like when Cyberpunk comes out, maybe Mm -hmm. like a month or so after, like, do we really, do people take a step back, maybe re-examine? Like, I'm not sure. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, You know what the difference is, Roddy? 
when CDPR's games come out, they work. Right, right. They're not yeah, no, you're down with extra monetary bull. Like it's a full experience. You you yeah. get what you pay for. Yeah, that's and and that is you're absolutely right. You're a hundred percent spot on, and I and I think that's the part that frustrates me is that because the game is itself maybe good, you overlook not you, James, but like you as in general people overlook uh, some of the other things that you may otherwise not. It's easy to like kind of rag on something, kick it while it's down, um, mm-hmm. because being a fan of something doesn't mean that you can't that you're not going to criticize it, or that means that it's immune to criticism. In fact, it actually means the opposite. It means that you're more willing or should be more willing to engage with that critically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To engage with it critically, um, to call it out when it does stupid shit. So, um, and before we hop off this topic completely, I do uh, want to also say that a large part of the reason this is also happening is likely because the game can't pass certification for the current gen consoles, which is also a wild ride um it's it's pretty clear now that and all the reports right now are saying that next gen and pc good to go in fact i think the director was out there saying that th- today saying that the pc and next gen consoles are good current gen is where the problem is they're they're finding uh, a particular issue with that version of the game that they had to go back and fix um and it was affecting everything so and QA is also probably very difficult in, in COVID. This this game this game isn't built for launch PS4s. This game isn't built for launch Xbox Ones. Like Yeah. Oh my god, the Xbox, the original Xbox One, it probably runs us at like 540 or something. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean it is it is what it is at this point. I think yeah. would it be would it would it have been crazy to no they can't even do that i feel like this i feel like releasing releasing a game like this towards like the tail end of a generation was a mistake agreed i feel yeah. like this honestly should have been like purely next gen um granted you know you're you're alienating a huge uh huge user base like i understand that whole thing but look at you look at you now you're scrambling you're delaying the game you're making yeah. people take uh, off days for no reason when all you could have done was like, hey, this is just going to be a next-gen game, and we don't have to worry about all that. And now by the time the yeah. game comes out, next-gen consoles are out anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, and that's a good point, James, but I mean, if you look at Grand Theft Auto V, that's the one I always go back to because that came out literally at the tail end, similar to Cyberpunk, actually. And I think it... it it worked on those consoles and it was fine. It was a, it was a that's, fine game. That's crazy. Grand Theft Auto five. It, it, it was worked. fine on, it Xbox. worked. It, no. Yeah. And PS three, yeah. it was a PS three game. So it mm-hmm. worked on those games. Granted on a three sixty, you had to have like six memory cards. You had like, <laughs> yeah, 12, yeah. 12 discs. You had to download. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was intense. You're right. Like it was crazy. But you're right. They made it work. The Grand Theft Auto Five is coming out on PlayStation Five. Like yeah. Right. Let's just. What's the next yeah. story? I'm done. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm over. Like, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, okay. yeah. Fair enough. We can move on. <laughs> we can. Move oh on. man. All right. So, um, shout out, shout out to those influencers who have a, a huge enough user base to be getting Xbox series and ps5s shout out to snoop dog 
for getting an uh, uh, Xbox Series fridge. Um, the damn. coolest console this year. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. I guess it had to be done, yeah. So, <laughs> there's a bunch of unboxings uh, all over the net. You know, I've... I'm Honestly, the one I'm playing right now on stream is like the first unboxing that I'm technically watching because part of me is like, man, I want to be like that. I want to unbox, you know, a, a system that people don't have yet. But uh, right now, shout out to, you know, Marquez Brownlee showing his, yes. uh, his unboxing. Um, yeah. There are PS fives and Xbox series X's and series S's out in the wild. Um, there was a like a very interesting um picture from the verge that had all the systems on a entertainment entertainment system mm-hmm. and these systems are huge like no cap i'm i i have room on my desk but like i mean i'm not going to be playing my ps4 or my xbox 1 after these systems come out so like i guess that's where those systems are going to go but the PlayStation Five obviously has to be stood up. Um, the PlayStation Five looks like a giant. It look it is a behemoth. That I did not know. Sideways. So I, I I had the complete opposite reaction for this. Like so, the PS Five is insanely big, way bigger than I thought, and the yeah. Xbox Series X is smaller than I thought. I yeah. thought the Xbox Series X was was gigantic, but it looks like it's smaller. it's because it, it's because it got memed. That's why. It got memed to death. It got <laughs> memed. It got memed into the point where Xbox was like, "Yo, let's lean into this and let's actually make a fridge." So good on Xbox for yeah. doing that. But yeah, though this is borderline like uh, PS3. Like, remember how big the PS3 was? The PS3 yeah, was PS3 was a, was a chunky boy. Like it was fat. It was. So yeah. I'm thinking like you know, the same thing. Um, like give it about two years we're gonna get a ps5 slim they're gonna you know <laughs> you know the the ps5 is gonna go on a keto diet and it's gonna slim up so i like until then like we have we're gonna have this behemoth of a system on our entertainment systems and desks um and y'all don't put this don't fucking put this system on the floor god damn it you better you better be putting you better be putting this system and it comes with a stand. If you're watching the stream, you'll see like everything that's coming in the box. Um, it's gonna come with a vertical slant stand, which is, you know, new. Well, I it's think vertical that, and I think, horizontal. I yeah, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I I think another system came with a um a stand too. But anyways, this thing's fucking huge. Let's just let's just let's just say that this thing is massive. Uh, it's a, it's, it's a big boy. It's hefty. Do you do y'all have plans on where you're gonna put your system? Like let's let's start let's start planning this stuff out now. Like, do you have a spot for it? Uh, side of my screen right here. Yeah, I got a I got a space for it. I'm gonna swap out this vertical place uh Series X and put the PS5 there instead. Yeah, I'm thinking right now my PlayStation 5 is gonna go like maybe in my living area and then the Series X in my bedroom, but I'm not positive especially after seeing the size of that thing because where i can even put the ps5 has to be like on a stand but i don't, I don't even know if the stand is big enough now uh that's wild to me <laughs> that it looks I mean, like and it, it needs the stand it needs the stand that's crazy 
So, so, um, yeah. yeah, if you're gonna put it horizontal, hers, ha, horizontally, you're gonna need a stand for it, which it comes with. But yeah. just, just because of like, just of like, like just the space spacing, I, yeah, I'm gonna have to put this, I'm gonna put out, I'm gonna have to put it vertically. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not laying this thing down. I don't trust the airflow from something that like too. Small, yeah. Yeah, I I get have flashbacks to when like I think I did that for the 360 Ooh. and maybe was it something where mm. it, like scratched my disc so it's yep. like no I'm never gonna do that ever mm, again. Yeah. Oh, you talking about like horizontally or no vertically? <laughs> yes. Oh no, vertically, vertically. When I put when I stood the console up, it would like scratch my disc. Yeah. So I yeah. was like, nope, never. Oh man, I don't know. This this is it's gonna be tough. I I I feel that I feel that, um. But at the same time, at the same damn time, y'all already know what it is. It's twenty twenty. Your boy's downloading everything. So what disc? What disc are you talking about? That's a good point. <laughs> it's play true. Movies if I buy Honest- movies. Yeah, like I'm doing, I'm doing physical stuff through Amazon, and then like digital when I have to. Honestly, for in COVID era, that means I'm probably buying less discs than I definitely was before. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, did you guys see anything else interesting with these unboxings? I actually thought the controller for the PS5 looked really cool, and that seems to be getting the most rave reviews. Yeah, that's what I've been seeing the most. I've only seen, I've only seen memes. I've only seen like, um, like. What's his, like what's his name being like turned into like a Cheetos bag, rubbing his hands when he sees the PlayStation Five controller? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, he's just gonna get the grind all over. Yeah, yeah, it is white. That's the only thing I don't like about it. It's just that color scheme. But I do think the controller looks really, really cool. Um, it looks like a refinement of DS Four, which I think is probably Sony's best controller yet. Um, it, they just had the ergonomics like perfect. Um. And the haptic feedback, I'm really curious to to kind of jump into that Astro World uh, demo or Astro Bot demo and like kind of get used to that. It's apparently like a really great showcase for it, um, like all the controller features, which is really weird to say, I guess, about a new console. Is like I'm most excited about the controller, but um, yeah, something to to rival the Xbox controllers. I think Microsoft has been putting out like pretty consistently great controllers, like from generation to generation. I'm a fan of the Duke. So I don't know. Fuck what you heard. I guess I love that thing. The OG, the OG, the Duke. That's ridiculous, Roddy. Why did you? Why do you like that? I I don't know. I don't. Something about like the heft of it. It just felt right, like in my hands. Like I don't know. Like when they came out with that smaller controller, I was like, this is fine. But give me the Duke. That's what I really want. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, man, I, I was in love with that thing, but but yeah, I'm really excited for the DS5 or the whatever they're calling it, DualSense, I guess. The DualSense. Um, yeah, I'm 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 interested in it. Its shape gives me a like a Wii Pro controller kind of vibe. Mm, yeah, it strikes okay. a nice balance between like heft, as you were saying, and then like the function of something like an Xbox controller. Yeah, I can see that. That probably explains why I like it so much, or it looks like I will like it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I'm ready to get my hands on it though, for real. To see and then, it. I was gonna say also, there's um, if you have the PlayStation VR, you know, I got shout out my, my my VR bros. 
Um, you can take the serial number of your VR. Um, I think it's the serial number on the what do you call it? Like the the breakout Processing box. Unit. Yeah, like the breakout box. Take the serial number off of that. Go to Sony's website, and you can get a free con- like PlayStation camera converter for the PlayStation Five. That's cool, cool. Okay, yep. for free. For free. Well, that's good of them. Gives me a better reason to pick up um, that No Man's Sky release. Because VR was like the one reason I decided to buy that game. And not being able to play it next gen, that'll be pretty sweet. No, it's funny. Um, yeah. You know, shout out to Game Pass. No Man's Sky is on, I think, on PC Game Pass. And I still have yet to try it out. I need to try it out. Oh, man. We should run through, uh, we should run through Master Chief Collection. Co-op. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we should do that. That's something that we should do on launch day. Yeah. Roddy set it up, big fella. Send right, so, oh, so 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 while while I still have this video playing, we'll talk about it real quick. Uh there's new PlayStation and Xbox apps um being updated as we speak. I'm not sure if they're live yet, but as you know, if you're listening to the uh audio version, um they should be out at this time. But yeah, uh one is for sure. Um PlayStation was not up for me when I tried this afternoon. Okay. Yeah, it's not up for me right now. That's good because the PlayStation, the PlayStation app has always been like buggy. For, not buggy, but just it's, it's always been a mess. I, oh, I've really? always, yeah, I've, I've never like enjoyed using it. I feel it feels very disjointed. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Like so I haven't between, like the marketplace or the actual PlayStation app where your messages is a whole separate app. That yeah, that part. That part was definitely not good. Um, I haven't had any real issues with the PlayStation app. I don't have much experience with the Xbox one, though. But I'll definitely be curious to, uh, to download that. Yeah, so uh, definitely you know, definitely go ahead and update or download those apps. Mess around with it. Let us know what you think. Um, next up, let's talk about uh, Halo. Halo Infinite. Their director. Uh, I guess like the overall director left uh, 343. So what's yeah. going on with that? Chris Lee. So Chris Lee has been at 343 for, mm, I want to say since 2008. Oh, wow. 2009, something like that. He's been around for a while. He's been um, leading a bunch of these Halo projects. Um, you might also hear some fans say something similar to like, you know, they've always, they've wanted him out for a while now. This is a long time coming. Um, I don't know about all that, but I will say that this is, this represents, um, I'm not sure if this is like doom and gloom, really. Like a lot of people are kind of passing this around like, oh my God, even it is in trouble or it's going to be terrible. There's no doubt about that, like that infinite is going through a lot of changes right now um but we don't really know what the extent of those changes are we see some personnel shuffling and apparently there's more to come that is what um i just read a source that that said that um but more changes are coming um joseph staten as we've we've talked about before on the show is is really leading this project seemingly at least as far as the uh, single player goes um this doesn't sound. This increasingly doesn't sound like a game that is even coming out in 2021. I, I have no idea at this point, um, which is unfortunate and funny because apparently the retail box for the Series X and S is like it has Master Chief on it. So it's like okay, cool. Um, I'll be there. Soon. Yeah, I, right, 
Right. Yeah, I, I don't really know what to make of this right now. We don't really know. Um, this is kind of a wait and see sort of thing, you know? Like, we just, we don't have enough information on the inside as to what is going on. I have, at least I haven't read anything. I don't know if you guys have. I have no idea. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, I at this point. At this point, we're not getting it towards launch. So take your time, make the game great. Like, it is what it is at this point. Yeah, I'm more impressed that Microsoft decided to do this and not just proceed. I think that that takes, I feel like, a lot. Like, I don't think any, I don't think that that is a that was a decision that they made lightly. Um, you no, don't delay. So, oh, go ahead. so so when didn't we get like the like original writer? from halo to jump on um a yeah, couple months a ago yep. so i feel like he jumped on and was like yo what the fuck is going on with this story this game isn't ready yet this isn't ready yet and i feel like he probably pushed hard enough for them to be like hey this is gonna like the metacritic is gonna be trash like we can't like this is like this is the day one for xbox series like this is what people are gonna buy with this box we can't release this so I think for the sake of the franchise, for the sake of um, people buying the system, because let, let's say the, let's say if you're the type of person that's like, I'm going to wait for a review before I one buy the game and two buy a new console. I, now I'm hearing that the game is shit. I'm not going to buy the game and I'm not going to buy the console. Right. So right. pull pull one back so that people that are going to get the, the the box itself they're still going to get it regardless um i think that's all it is they're 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 being smart um granted uh the series x doesn't really have anything major releasing with it yeah, there's no there's no xbox game studios games day one um so you know that's Not coming out i should say yeah so but i think that's also going into what xbox has been building these past couple of years you know yeah we're not this this box isn't launching with like a studios game but they just bought bethesda they just like they're buying these studios um they have like they have a bunch of these games like being made right now i i honestly i feel like the xbox will be fine xbox is yeah. fine agreed yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't agree with the takes that are, are like, you know, oh, this is Doom for the Halo franchise. It's like, I mean, if you want to be really real, like it's it's kind of been shaky after Halo Reach. So like, honestly, four and five, four, which I don't think was awful, but like five was the moment where people were like, ooh, Halo, what is going on? So like six could be a I personally, I personally oh, don't remember five. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there there we go like that's the, but that's that's why i'm looking forward to playing it on games pass so i can actually finish it but was ones, um is, was that the one where like the other spartans have to go after chief yeah yeah that was uh, luke cage who was in that one mike yep. Coulter. that was yep. him wasn't it yep yep that was him huh. um but yeah that it, six or infinite could be a redemption story for the studio and it doesn't have to be like a some you know, some doom and gloom thing. Microsoft is going to be fine. No need to be concerned. Capital C about them. Like it'll be okay. I'm sure. Um, I hope that the game's not a dud. I thought it looked okay at, uh, could have looked better, but I thought it looked all right at the show. Um, you know, I like the gameplay loop and the emphasis on going back to the OG trilogy. So, Hey, I guess we'll see. Yeah. So, 
real quick before we jump off of uh, Xbox. Um, and once again, we don't we don't delve into rumors, but this is something that people found. But people sort of dove into the files for the Microsoft Flight Simulator, and they found files for VR for the PC. But then they also found files for a Scarlet VR, which could be either one or two things. It could be them finding, like, maybe they're testing it. Maybe they're trying to see whether or not, you know, they want to do VR support for this, you know, Series X. And, you know, maybe they could be like, you know what? We're not going to do it. Um, it was a cool test, but we're just not going to go forward with it. Or it just mm-hmm. means that maybe down the road we'll see VR support. And whatever the hell that could be. That could be maybe my my hope. My hope behind this is that Microsoft is going to be so cool, so willing to work with other uh, manufacturers, that it'll be like a plug-and-play type of thing. Please, 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 someone clip this. Someone clip this. Microsoft, Microsoft, you hear me? You can't see me right now, but please listen to me. Work with Oculus and or any other, and, and, and a major emphasis and or other developers or manufacturers that have headsets and that will let us plug and play straight into the xbox series x like you know the oculus of course i know people don't like it because of the facebook functionality that's a huge you know con um and i'm for it i understand it but having you know uh no like base stations having it being wireless like that's dope it's really dope um so you know there are other studios or other um yeah other studios working on headsets right now. Partner with them. Let's get yeah. VR on the Series X, and let's see where that goes. And that's all I got. Yeah, a, a Halo the VR case. game feels feels inevitable to me. Like it feels yes. like the way to go. Subject was like, please, like Microsoft is gonna work with with Facebook. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah, don't, that's not gonna don't happen. Put that, don't, put that, don't put that evil out there. Don't do not do that. But at the same time, I think um, the HP Reverb uh, is going consumer pretty soon. I think they're going to um, is going consumer, and I think they're shipping in November. People started getting their confirmations, um, and then it's like another company that popped up out of nowhere that's working with Valve. So, uh, mm. yo, there's definitely companies out there. You don't have to go with Oculus. Uh, and if it's, if it's, if it's a better headset and it works with the series X, I'll buy another VR headset. I don't fucking care. He's not kidding. <laughs> he will yeah. try me, try you me. Have, you have, I'll buy money. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy it. So, um, last, last story, uh, for today. Um, and I'm, I'm going to lean on you guys for this. Cause a couple of this, a couple of these stories, uh, I, I I haven't really heard too much of, but we're going to talk about um, Nintendo and their uh, developer. Was it like a developer showcase? A partner showcase. Yeah, a partner showcase. Yeah. So that happened today. And um, I think I think the biggest thing I got out of it was that you could you could play and download No More Heroes like as of today. That's mm-hmm. all I got out of it. That's all you need to get out of it. Uh, but actually, there was some pretty interesting stuff that happened today. Um, this kind of showcases what the future may hold for the Switch as a console. 
mm-hmm. since we're since there's no real confirmation of us getting like a pro version. Uh, but before we get into that, they gave us an update on Bravely Default Two. Gave us a launch date of uh, February twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. Um, and from what I gathered from that information was that they they've taken player feedback from the demo they released months ago that I completely forgot about, and they've been making changes, um, added uh, uh, difficulties, worked on scaling for different types of gear and that sort of stuff. So they're trying to make that game the best version of itself that they can. And I think it looks really good, just from a visual standpoint. It's cool to see a a DS franchise, or a 3DS franchise, feel like it really grew on the Switch. Yeah. It it really gives me like a uh, like a Crystal Chronicles kind of vibe. It's very old school, very much inspired by the, those early Final Fantasy games, mm-hmm. but not not so much in gameplay, but like art style. Right, exactly. Yeah, the presentation, absolutely. Right. So you know, like a... you want to hear my hot take on Bravely Default? Take what? that because because it's made by Square, right? I believe that's the case. Yo, so take this engine and give us a Final Fantasy VI remake. Why has that not happened yet? I'm really surprised about it. Because we just got seven. No, give us, give us, give us a complete game. Give us Final Fantasy VI in the Bravely Default graphic engine, and I'll buy it. Hell, I'll buy two copies. Who knows? Wait, which one was six again? Uh, the one with like Terra and uh, Kefka. Kefka. Oh, I do want to see that actually. I only know Kefka from the Sidia series, and he seems amazing. Yes. Yeah, he's great. That's a fantastic game. Might be one of the best Final Fantasies. Some might say. Yeah. Some might say that. Okay, I co-signed that. Square. Mm-hmm. I know you're listening, so um, make it happen. <laughs> FF6 remake in Bravely Default style. What? What did happen? That'd be pretty cool. Something what else that. During oh yeah, oh, I was gonna, I was like, there, there was one other thing that I that I saw, um, just in, just like on Twitter, but um, control, control on the switch. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello? Mm-hmm. What? So, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw this trailer immediately, and I was like, nah, nah, <laughs> no. There, this there thing ran like trash on ps4 come on now but there's a catch here this is not just the game itself running on the switch this is a streamed version of control Mm -hmm. running from the cloud so do we know do we know what cloud service that they're using for this um i don't know off the top of my head they didn't mention it specifically in the direct either it just made it seem like it was a cloud service that nintendo has access to Gotcha. So, okay. So I don't know exactly what it's running off of. I don't, but I don't, I don't trust I it. I do know that there is a free demo. It's like a five minute window, which I think is stupid. Because how am I going to get some real gameplay out of five minutes with all that story in front of it? But, uh, you can test out the game for free, see how it runs, see if it'd be worth even bothering with given your current internet setup. So if you were curious, you got five minutes to figure out whether it'll work or not. <laughs> I don't know why it's such a small window, but that's Nintendo. <laughs> or, 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 listen to me, y'all. Or you could go to the Epic Game Store, 
download Rocket League or not even download it, just redeem it to your account. Get a $10 off coupon from doing that. And then use that $10 off coupon on the Control Ultimate Edition. I think it'll be like 17 bucks. Look at Chris with the money hacks. I didn't know about that. So wait, they're just giving you, they're just giving away credit for downloading Rocket League? Just adding it to your account. You don't have to download it. Why? Nah, I don't know. Oh, it's okay. free, free money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right, but I'm just thinking about how Rocket League worked. Like, the game came out. It was a, it was a PlayStation Plus game, so it was free. And now they're just don't question away it. the game. Don't question, don't question it. Money to get don't question game. it. Don't question it. Just do it. I mean, I'm doing it. I'm pressing the get button right now. It's, it's my fourth time I've downloaded this game, but here we are. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they sort of unceremoniously dropped that little info that Nintendo is dipping their toe into uh, cloud gaming with this and Hitman 3, uh, both being cloud versions of these games. Um, neither which also are easy no games to run. Right, right. So and if you have a reliable internet connection, then, you know, Godspeed. But if not, then, uh, you know, if you're on that Fisher Price internet, then you may not want to try this. Um, worth noting, though, this is not the first time Nintendo's done something like this. I believe on the Japanese eShop, they have a couple games that are mm -hmm. cloud-based. I just I don't know what they are off the top of uh, my head. Resident Evil. Resident Evil? Oh, okay, okay. Are you um, uh-huh cool okay that makes sense so yeah these are the first like i want to say that these and i could be wrong but i think these are the first north american games that have this cloud service so uh yeah interesting interesting stuff for sure and the playstation app update just went live so if you're if you're watching live you can go ahead and download that update lucky you get in there so I'm, right. I'm assuming that the cloud stuff runs well enough that they're even considering doing this now right that's my assumption yeah and does this kill all hopes for game pass now um I... or x cloud no. i should say running on a switch no. i don't think it kills all of it i think that's just going to be due to or down to, to um nintendo stubbornness at the end of the day like are they willing to to do that because apparently like we said last week Phil Spencer was out there saying, hey, we tried. We talked to Nintendo. They didn't want a part of it. Um, you know, and there's only so much that they could do. So I I don't know if this kills it, but it's interesting that they're dipping their toe, though, in, in America on that. Uh, I'd be curious to see where this goes for sure. Hmm. I might have to give it a shot once this game, once this wraps up. Yeah, yeah, yeah just let's, to try it. Yeah, let us know how that goes. Ooh, I'm sure there's somebody out there put it on YouTube by now, but yeah, we'll we'll take a look at that one. Um, a couple of the smaller games are coming to the Switch as well. Um, let's see, Immortals: Phoenix Rising, which is that new Ubisoft game, that's actually coming out December third. Looks like the same game I've seen. They've been doing a couple preview events over the last few days. Game yeah, it's lower res, of course. Like it right. looked a little bit lower res. Yeah, right, just a lower res version of the same game which is pretty much what we get on Nintendo consoles when it comes to third-party stuff, as sad as it is to say. Um, but that game looks interesting. Looks like a uh, an expansion on the ideas they put in maybe for uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but then with more of like a uh, mythological flair. 
so that's fun yeah uh, yeah they dropped the hyrule warriors trailer today age of calamity so that you can actually control the divine beasts in this one so that's a it's a fun little bit of uh, information to drop there of course the demo mm-hmm. the demo drops you get to play the first chapter of the game um introduce you to some of the new systems they've gotten there like the uh the cooking system is still back you can do requisitions for certain villagers and that sort of thing and uh what else what else oh from how laboratories part-time ufo which is what's like crane game plus ufo um <laughs> star featuring kirby characters so yeah hmm. Okay. You know, just, just small, small little def- um, direct from Nintendo. I'm still curious about how, like, what the future is going to be as far as the uh, the cloud gaming is going to go. And No More Heroes Three is coming next year, assuming we don't get a delay again. Right in this COVID era, yeah. Hey man, I'll, I'll take that No More Heroes Three, baby. Your first two are out with a 10% off discount, I believe, right now. Yep, bought them both. Nice. Have you gotten a chance to? You haven't gotten a chance to put, get your hands on it yet, right? I haven't. I got stopped by uh, Hyrule Warriors. I figured that'd be a bit more interesting to talk about today. Okay, for sure. All right. And other games coming in the future. If you are a PlayStation Plus member, we got Shadow of a uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War, and Hollow Knight. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. I love Hollow Knight. Great game. So, is that an open world game coming for you? And is Hollow Knight a roguelite or like a Metroidvania more so? Uh, Metroidvania, yeah. Um, a Metroidvania. And for your shiny new PS5, if you got one of those, hopefully, or get one of those, Bug Snacks. Sleeper hit of the Fan- decade. Fantastic. Look, I know that the hype for this is like a little meme but this game genuinely looks cool. Like, it mm-hmm. actually looks really fun. I think they leaned into the memeiness of the game really well in that trailer and just kind of riding that so. wave. Yeah, agreed. But now free if you have a PS5 for PlayStation Plus members, why not? So yeah, I mean, we'll that, so we'll be playing I'm, Bucks next too. I mean, we're gonna need something to play on that box. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bucksnacks and Destruction All Stars will be uh, PlayStation Plus titles to start with. So not yeah. not bad, not bad. I don't know if I'm going to play Destruction All-Stars. I really don't Not even on PS Plus? I mean, I'll probably download it, but I don't see myself playing it. Mm, understood. I can see why. I can see why. I'm going to give it a shot, but I can see I can see why people have disinterest. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all that dropped out of that today. Cool. Excellent. All right. So, um, I guess t- tonight we sort of wrap up the episode with talking about what does this generation launch have to say about game development and like how may it be going forward? So I think that's a, that's a big question. I, should I, should I just jump straight? I can't, can't just jump straight into like my thoughts about just the, yes, the please. game oh, development and like just how this generation is going to be. All right. So, you know, we're, you know, new generation PlayStation five, xbox series um these games are massive these games have like thousands at this point thousands of people working on them um and i'm saying that i'm thinking of like ubisoft who has like a bunch of studios working on these games um these games are huge they really are 
it takes a lot that goes there's a lot that goes into these games um i feel like crunch culture is until the industry uh like creates a union like crunch crunch culture is gonna is gonna be here and it's not really gonna be on us as a consumer to really like do anything about it because there's so many of us out here that are just willing to just buy games there's there's so many people out and about that they just care about the games being on the shelves they just care about the games being ready to download they're they're just here to play the game finish it in 10 hours and then move on to the next game so when you look at like the cycle of like like let's let's look at um uh cyberpunk you know this is a game that these developers have invested years thousands of hours into making and your regular joe schmo who doesn't really follow like game industry news is just gonna pick the game up buy it day one like binge it for however long it takes to finish the game and then go on the internet and complain about oh the story was too short oh uh this that and the third wasn't good and then just sort of move on to the next battle royale i think that to me the gaming industry is like in a weird place where we have the mix of triple a games we have uh indie games and we have games as a service or well, not games as a service but like we have service um services like uh like game pass mm-hmm. where you could really it you could really fall into any of those categories you could really fall into hey i'm just gonna play a battle royale and play with the bros or you could be like hey i'm going to just play these indie games i want to play these like niche games because i can actually get more out of my games um or you could be like me and just buy services and sort of just jump into games jump out of games so at the end of the day i honestly feel like it's gonna have to for the safety and for the well-being of these developers it's really gonna have to be on them to figure out something so right now to like the regular Joe Schmo who's listening, who may or may not care about this stuff, like it, it doesn't really matter to them. But if you're listening and you're like that, please like sort of like put yourself in that position. Um, like these these work environments aren't good. They're not great. Um, I I dare say this is borderline worse than you may see from like minimum wage jobs the type of like crunch that you that you're seeing yeah i mean i would take this a step further and say that like do do be at the very least i think your responsibility as a consumer is to be cognizant of what you're you're engaging with what you're choosing to engage with not just mindlessly 
consume, consume, consume. I think that's what that's what the publishers at the top really want to see. Um, and honestly, it, this does matter to the developers, the people on the ground making these games, the people not in the leadership positions. That's who's suffering the most. They are the people who are uh, suffering from all of this. And I do think that some of our duty as a as a consumer and as someone with a platform like to utilize it in any way that we see fit i think part of that is you know going back to the cdpr thing is calling it out you know we might think that cd uh cyberpunk might look like a cool and fun game but just calling out all of the uh all the garbage that it does do um i don't think necessarily is is a bad thing either right like i mean especially because they're a large triple a entity they can take it like they they can take it they have a, a thousand employees or so um they can definitely take some criticism there it's not it's not the same as if you're attacking like one indie studio with like three people in it um definitely choose your battles pick them wisely and i do agree i do agree with you though on the point of unionization that's going to be something that will be more difficult for us to initiate um, i still believe in raising your voice when appropriate so i'll never say like hey don't do that because it doesn't matter um it, it can um but unionization will have to come from the industry itself hopefully with our voices raised hopefully we can call the attention necessary to it and it does require us to 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 say things about the grand theft autos and the the cyberpunks and the assassin's creeds and and all this other stuff that that people love in bulk right um in addition to crunch um it's covid covid is a is a large reason why we're seeing a bunch of these delays it's cited quite frequently in almost every single delay and i don't believe that it and some people say like oh well they've just you know they're just using it as an excuse as a scapegoat but i don't know if i buy that like when you really think about it and if i think about my own job my own personal job like i can largely do it on my own but there are a few facets that are definitely easier when like i can just get up from my desk and like go ask somebody something um doing performing things like qa is probably a nightmare to do in covid like from home when everyone is working from home uh covid numbers are rising uh, the pandemic is not slowing down. We're not seeing any decrease at all um, across it's the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's it's yeah, especially if we're, if we're just talking about the United States. Yeah, it's awful. But there are a lot of places around the world as well that it's just not letting up and we're not really they're not getting it under control either. Um, and, you know, that's we're going to see the, the, the ramifications of that. If you really think about it, COVID, at least as far as the U.S. has gone has happened since March. It's been seven months, um, you know, in about, right, seven months, almost eight, actually, uh, and when the actual lockdown started. Uh, so as I think we got our first COVID case in America in, like, February, I want to say. Might be wrong about that. But, um, yeah, it's that we're going to see repercussions about that. We're seeing that in the film industry as well, and and it's going to have uh, dire effects. It's, it's really changed the landscape of, of media. Uh oh. Uh oh. damn. Did we mm -hmm. lose him? Poor thing. Like, oh, there we go. Come back to us, Roddy. We need you. Oh, no. Uh oh. Hello. Hello. Oh, there, there you is. go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but yeah, I'll just wrap up real quick by saying that um, 
don't know what the last part of that you heard was, but yeah, the industry is changing. The industry is changing. We're going to see a lot more of ramifications, um, and it's not. It's just not going to let up uh, anytime soon. You know, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, COVID is going to be a big factor for this. For why development is going to be changing going into next gen. Hmm. I'm just thinking that we're going to have to get used to dealing with things like the cyberpunk type of delays. Because like Chris, like you're saying, these games are getting bigger and bigger and more ambitious by the day. Um, it's hard to anticipate how much time these type of things will take, especially now dealing with the issues that COVID have brought forth. And also dealing with not crunching your employees in order to get the game finished. I do right. like the idea of going forward of maybe we just lower the hype cycle. I know that sounds crazy but maybe not announce your game two years in advance. Maybe pull some more Nintendo-type marketing, like, hey, the game's out next week. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still enough time for people to, you know what? I, I want to play that. That looks truly cool. You can have a week dedicated to just hyping up your game of a complete finished product. So you can do your, your little directs or your Night City wires or whatever. You can still yeah. have all those kind of things, but there's no... I don't see the reason in dragging out we're making this game for months and years at a time just to come back and say, hey, but we're not ready yet. Yeah, that's a fascinating proposition, honestly, because it also forces you're basically asking publishers to potentially leave marketing dollars on the table, which at the expense of human life is actually a pretty good trade off. Like I actually would say for a human beings, quality of life, not having to work a hundred hour weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty, a pretty good idea. Um, and I'm glad that you also brought up the CDPR as an example of like a key part of the problem, because you know what? I'm not even sure if they are a, are an example of like a norm, what happens during, normal circumstances normal delays like i'm not sure if we will see a lot of instances of a game going gold and it being delayed immediately i think that has a lot of extraneous circumstances i think it's it's it is what you're saying so you're not wrong i think it is because it's because of covid it's because of the crunch it's also probably because of the the fact that they're trying to launch on uh what eight different platforms the two next gen consoles pc the two current gens the two refreshes so seven different versions of this game and stadia um, and okay so eight yeah yeah eight versions of this this game um that need to run a certain way uh so i, I do think that this particular situation is unique so i don't know how much we'll see of this and let's hope that we don't see much of it. I don't want to hear about developers working 100 hour uh, 100 hour work weeks for a video game. I, I just I don't want to hear that. That's that's asinine. Um, so yeah. I mean, what can we say, y'all? Listen, game development at this point is like it's. I don't know. It's in it's in such a weird flux that. I don't, I I honestly don't know where it's gonna go. I really can't like I can't honestly say this is where it's gonna go because there there's so much going on. You know, at one point it looked like um you know free to play was gonna be like the the move. Um free to play plus like microtransactions. And I say this because subject uh T in the chat 
uh, brought up uh, the point that, you know, consumers made a change when EA brought out Battlefront 2. Um, Battlefront 2, of course, had egregious microtransactions, like to the point yeah. where to the point where it's like, yo, yeah, you're paying for the game. But I think if you wanted to play as like Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker, uh, if you wanted those two characters, you had to have like a combined time of like 80 hours playing the game. Um, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah, it was something crazy. So uh, I don't know. I feel like that was an extreme. That was EA trying to see how far they could go with like pulling the bullshit that they were pulling at that point. Because they're already pulling it with like FIFA. They're pulling it with like their sports games. And can we just say at this point, you know, no shade to sports gamers, but they literally only buy one or two games a year. Um, and to them pumping in hundreds of dollars into, you know, VC pumping hundreds of dollars into, uh, card packs, like it's nothing to them. So they thought EA thought that they could do the same thing to regular gamers. And we told them, hell no, we won't. We're not going to put, we're not going to put up with that. So I think Battlefront 2 was an extreme case of EA just trying it and failing. That was a crash and burn. Um, and yeah, even brought out lawmakers around the world too. It it started uh, the conversation of uh, loot boxes in other countries. So yeah, they tried it and once again crashed and burned and started these laws in other countries started these lawsuits in other countries um because let's let's we could we could say it other countries when they smell bullshit when they see bullshit they they'll they'll acknowledge it in america if it's making money if it's making enough money where you could make money and you could also pay off legislation you're 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 going you're going scotch free like it doesn't matter so Mm -hmm. yeah it'll work over here it's not going to work worldwide so once that started happening that's when we started seeing the shift that's when we started seeing all these articles about loot boxes so i think the whole loot box age it's uh i don't know i don't think that's gonna last too long um i think there's gonna be changes in that but you know going into next gen once again i feel like the biggest thing going forward is going to be services. It's going to be, and services is huge in other industries. Look at movie industries. Look at the music industry. Mm-hmm. Gaming is next. Um, we have to find a way to honestly maybe compress uh, downloading a lot of these games, uh, compress streaming a lot of these games. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a technology that gets developed in the next couple of years, and we're gonna see more of it. Uh, they're quite, kind of already doing that. They're they're doing it, but like the biggest thing worldwide is the internet infrastructure, and that's what's holding it back. Uh, you know, SpaceX just put out its app. Help us, um, Elon, please. You know, uh, they're they're doing like beta tests. I think they're. I think you have to pay over like a hundred bucks to get like the box and their equipment, and then it's like a hundred bucks a month for the service. 
Um, but if that's like guaranteeing like really good, like decent internet speeds in places that either wasn't getting internet or was getting dial up internet, then we can start talking about this. Then we can start talking about like the 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 moving forward of of streaming games. Uh, but right I, now, I, or oh, go, go ahead. ahead, no go ahead. And I was gonna say, but right now, like there's there's there are a lot of barriers that are in place that's gonna stop people from like really investing into this. Okay, I have a question for you. So you mentioned that, you know, services is the next biggest thing. We've talked about this incessantly, so we don't have to relitigate all of it. But that being said, you also said, though, in the same sentence that you think microtransactions are going away. If that's the case, or loot boxes specifically, if that's the case, how do these games get financed in a service capacity? Because the only way it makes sense to me is if they you offer microtransactions in some form because they have to be paid some way so so i think i think that was more or less me not being clear i think loot boxes Mm -hmm. as in the form of you pay three dollars to get random stuff that's going away the gambling aspect is going away which thank thank you for for having me clear that up the 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 thing that these you know that you're seeing worldwide is that other countries are seeing this as gambling Gambling in the U.S. like the gam- U.S. doesn't give a damn about gambling. Let's be real; they really don't give a damn about gambling. But let this be in Japan. Let this be in Europe. These countries uh, they care about just the psychological aspect of gambling and how gaming, which for a lot of people is a child's thing, it's a it's something that like is really accessible. You're introducing gambling to children. Yeah, right. The best example that I have about this, look at the Pokemon franchise and how Pokemon Red, Pokemon Gold, Pokemon, I think maybe Ruby and Sapphire, I think had it, but they had, they had the game corner. You could gamble. You could gamble in those games. You had slot machines in these games. But once legislation found out that these games had gambling in it, they stomped their foot. They said, no, you can't have you can't you can't have a rated E game have gambling in it. They told they told them that you you're going to bump up to mature rating. And they're like, well, now we have card flip. Mm, I don't know. That's still a little bit of chance. That's a little bit of gambling. Now there's no gambling in Pokemon games whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Even in, you, even you, in remakes. Yeah, you even when corner now is closed or something like that. It's like oh, the machines are down. There's no there's 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 no like you can't do it. So other countries see the the psychological aspect of the the game of chance. And they there aren't having it. U.S. On the other hand, they're like, okay, you're making this money. We could maybe tax you for it. We could maybe uh, have your lobby lobbyists, you know, pay us money or something. So they don't really care. But at the end of the day, these developers they want to make a global impact. They want the most money that they they can get. So when I say loot boxes are disappearing, I mean loot boxes as in like you have a chance of getting something. Now, right, now, but now we're seeing games that 
you know, hey, do you want this skin? You could just you could buy this skin. You could spend, you know, you have your in-game currency and you have your premium currency, which more games are leaning towards. And right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I think about the Overwatch model of like, okay, spend actual money for a chance to get these things, but you can I've, buy it with oh in-game currency. I've wasted so much money, unfortunately, trying to get skins that way. Like when you're when you're on the last day of an event and you've had like the worst luck with uh with RNG, you're like, all right, yeah. what's what's ten bucks? What's twenty bucks? Let's see if we could get it. And you still don't get it. I won't do it again. Yeah. I haven't spent a dime on Overwatch in like four years, however long it's been out. Um, but I know a lot of people who have, and they've gotten burned significantly. Because um, it's just a game of chance. It's literally gambling. Literally. So I'm in total agreement with you on that. I wouldn't be sad to see any of that go away at all. So, yeah. So we're going to see that. Um like I said, uh, the the game culture, the game crunch culture, that's gonna be there. But I don't know. I I feel like over the past couple of years, I've sort of leaned away from AAA, um, mm-hmm. and I've sort of like sort of leaned into indie because a lot of indie mm-hmm. games like they they have more to lose, so they they're trying harder. They're, yeah. they're, they're putting less, more... There's also less hands in the pot, too, a lot of times. You know? Exactly. So um, there's, there's actually a game that if I have the time to try out, there's, a, there's, there's like a handful of games that, like, you know, I'm trying to sort of get my hands on before 2020 is over. Because, of course, you know, yeah. we, we, we have our game of the year right around the corner. Um, I know there's a couple of games that we've talked about a lot. Cough, cough, Hades that that's gonna be in there but like you said you know this was a weird year i there are some games that i played that i liked but i don't feel like i don't want to say deserves to be in the top 10 when i could play an indie game that has more soul in it and i'd rather showcase those games so like so, like, for example, one one of those games that, like, I'm sort of iffy talking about for Game of the Year, just to give, like, a quick, like, you know, going off the rails about this. Um, let's talk about Final Fantasy 15. No, Final Fantasy 7. was so, a fun yeah. game. was a fun game. Yeah. I enjoyed it. But I really feel like there are games out there that put, like, more heart and soul into the game that deserves Game of the Year. Yeah. Or at least deserves to be in a top ten conversation. Hmm. Top ten, yeah. I've thought about that. Yeah, I, I that I think you and I are on the same page. Of like, that was a game I have fond memories of playing, and I thought it was pretty good. And maybe if it did make a top ten list, it'd be like six through ten, maybe. Yes, exactly. Maybe Seven, the lower half perhaps. of it. <laughs> I walked into that. Um, yeah, so. I feel you. I feel you. We won't know until we have that conversation, obviously, but like, yeah. I understand where you're coming from on it. Yeah, so so to so go back on topic, game development is going to be in a weird place um, with this new generation. I think there's a lot of things that have to be fixed. I feel like there's going to be a lot of things that are just going to develop differently. And 
I don't know. I feel like we're we're just along for the ride, and hopefully we can sort of steer you guys in like a good direction. And that's what I hope. I hope I hope that with what we talk about on these podcasts, on these shows, these discussions, like it sort of like it plants the seeds. Um, because yeah. you you don't have to play Fortnite or Warzone every night. You don't have to send death threats to developers on for games like. Yo, relax, chill. It doesn't have to happen. Um, there, there are plenty of games out there. Uh, best, best example, and I think I'm gonna close on this. It's a game that right now has taken the like the world by storm. That for one, you know, Halloween's around the corner, and there's a lot of last minute. Halloween costume people. Um, and they're like, yo, what what like can I find like astronaut costumes? <laughs> because I've been playing a lot of Among Us, you know, an indie game that's been out since 2018. I feel like indie games, it when put in front of the masses, could do really well. Yeah. I agree. It just needs the exposure. That's that's the thing, right? Because that game has been out for a while, um, and, but it's just now getting popular. They stopped um, you know, working on the sequel because the game got so popular. Yeah. That's pretty insane. Good for them, though. Yeah, I'm never going to be mad at a small team like getting that sort of recognition like that. Yeah. And sure as hell, we're not going to de- send death threats. That's not going to happen. But, right. you know, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, exposure is key. Um, that's why I'm hoping that our game of the year for 2020 is going to be an, another indie game. I I I can guarantee you it's going to be another Some, indie game. Something yeah. tells me it might be. <laughs> something <laughs> tells me. It's either going to be an indie game or... No, it's going to be an indie game. What am I it's even saying? Or, probably it's probably be an indie, indie game. game. Or, or we'll have an episode that's at least four hours long of me arguing for why an indie game should be number one. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so so with that, uh, I mean, unless you guys have anything else to say about the generation launch. I feel like I run uh, I think you no no you framed that beautifully in fact i was trying to kind of find ways to butt in but every every moment you had something really great to say so i think it was beautifully put i would agree damn and here i was at the beginning of this episode being like "Mm, maybe i'm gonna sit this one out maybe i'll just produce this episode Mm -mm. (laughs) oh so glad you did you love to see it so that's the magic of shit i played it (laughs) that's us Signing out. Yo, James, what you got for yeah. us, man? Uh, I'm taking it old school. Drink more water. Eat those veggies. Balance out that diet. Go take that walk. Call that friend you haven't talked to in a long time. You know? Mm-hmm. Life's too short. Bro, listen. I've had my I, I've had it in my spirit to talk to some old friends. And it's funny because I've had old friends like randomly message me too. So it's in the universe. This is that time. It's out there. And uh, if you haven't already, make your voice heard. Go vote. It's important. Assuming you're old enough. 
feel like most of our audience, if not all of our audience, is old enough to vote. So yeah, go do that too. And that's all I got. All right, Ryan, what you got? All right, yeah, I'm gonna piggyback off of that because I think that's easily the biggest thing. Uh, please, please, please go vote. By the time you hear us next week, uh, the election will have taken place. So um, yeah, this is the crucial time. Uh, if you are listening to this on the day it comes out, which I know some of you do actually, you, you tell me, which is awesome. Um, yeah, make sure that you, if you've not voted, go do that, do your early voting there, and then go on election day if you have not, please. Like we're looking, it's looking pretty good right now, but we all remember 2016. <laughs> we all remember that nightmare and we don't want that again. So um, definitely, <laughs> definitely make your, uh, your voice heard. Uh, as James said, it is incredibly important. Please vote, 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 that's it. Y'all, you know the vibes. Go vote. Go drink more water. Um, play more video games. And y'all, just just stay beastly. Be be good people. You know, I'm not going. I'm hold on. I'm going a quick rant. This is this is something that's been like in my spirit I a feel little it. bit. And y'all, in your soul. listen. So, if you have like close friends. I'm speaking to someone out here. If you have close friends that are telling you, hey, yo, you may be acting like off key. You may be acting out of order or they just might straight up be saying, yo, my dude, you're wilding, wilding. Yo, if, if, if a number of people are telling you this, step back and be like, yo, I think I'm actually wilding. Maybe, maybe I have to step back. Maybe I have to like evaluate myself. Maybe I have to seek therapy. You know, don't surround yourself with yes people. Don't if you see if if everything that you say seems right to your friends, seek new friends because no one's perfect. You will make a mistake somewhere. And if you have no one, if yeah, if you don't have someone surrounding you that's saying, hey, maybe this one thing that you've done or a couple things that you've done doesn't seem right. It's not right. I'm not perfect. I I don't think I don't think I know anybody that's perfect. But like I myself can see that if someone says, "Hey, yo, this is wild," or you know, you may be wrong, I'll step back and try and better myself because I want to be a better person. I want to be the best person I could be. But if you can't see that, that's on you. I'm just I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, I don't know. I I hope I, I hope that I reached out to somebody. I know they're not listening. You know, the specific person I'm talking to right now, I know they're not listening. But <laughs> but maybe in the off chance that may, maybe you know someone that needs this message, go ahead and clip it. Go ahead and say, hey, this is dope ass gaming podcast that I listen to, and he spits some truth at the end of the episode. Go ahead and just send it to them. That's all I hope. I hope I touch somebody tonight. So with that being said, we are out for another episode of Should I Play That? Episode 85. Almost 100. Y'all, stay beastly. Peace. Peace. Like, subscribe, five stars. All that too. Yep.